Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Working at the Wheel, your podcast for all things Badger Crew and beyond. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck, and we are so happy to have you here with us today. If you haven't listened to us before, Working at the Wheel is a podcast produced by student leaders from the Christian Campus Ministry Badger Crew. We call Madison, Wisconsin our home, but our goal is to be a resource to young adults anywhere that you may be. So Jeremiah 18 references God as a potter, working at the wheel as if his creation is the clay, and that is also where we get our name from. Today's episode, we are tackling the very broad yet still very deep topic of mental health and loneliness within mental health. Just to preface before we begin, we know we cannot cover all topics of mental health in one 30 to 40 minute episode here. So be on the lookout in the future for more episodes and even a future series uh, where we look deeper into the topic of mental health. But we do have some awesome people ready to share more about their walk with the Lord today. So joining us for the second time in as many weeks, Ms. Christine Black as my co-host today. Hey, Christine, how's it going? Good, Vicki. I'm super happy to be here to talk about this topic. Awesome. And, and we've also got two wonderful guests in Emily Steinhorst and Nick Gordon. Hey, guys, how's this snowy afternoon going for you? Good. Going good. Uh, super jazzed to be here, too, and glad we can make it here with all the snow. Yeah, it's crazy that we finally have some snow after some 50 degree temperatures. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just like to kick this off. Maybe maybe we can even talk about how mental health plays a larger role in the Christian um, community and how it might be stigmatized. Because I think a lot of people may perceive that a life with Christ is one of abundance, which it definitely is. But there are some things that need to be sorted out. And it can be a little bit of a slippery slope even when talking about how mental health arises and how to navigate that with a Christian lens. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just like to open us up with that idea. And if any of you have any um, ideas on that or things that have really helped you throughout this past few months or this semester, that would be great. Yeah, I think even sharing some personal stories too, um, whether it be yourself or maybe some people that you've encountered would be a really great way to kick us off too. And exactly what you said, Nick, of experiencing mental health within the Christian atmosphere, but also understanding that there's grace throughout all of it. Yeah, so I can really talk on that. Um, I'm I'm someone who I've struggled with depression and anxiety for since seventh grade, so like seven years now. And um, I think a lot in the Christian world too, it can kind of be like, oh, since you have Christ, like you're okay. And I think a lot of times, like if, like Vicky said, that like we need to have grace for those other people too, because like we do have the abundance in Christ we can have the joy in Christ but like even Christ's like journey on this earth like was not easy mm-hmm. so throughout that like we need to go to our community and like yes going to God too and they can and all of that they can really help us too but like I said like even having grace with those other people and with ourselves too just like your sweater more grace <laughs> <laughs> says it all right there yeah I feel I resonate with a lot of those things. I think I don't give myself enough grace. I think I beat myself up a lot for, I don't know why, (laughs) but just for having anxiety and for having dealt with depression, especially when I was going through that, I was just like, you shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, like you've got a lot of good things and like God's blessed you, which was totally true. And I still knew that, but it was just a different side of things, I guess. And you just like mentally literally are in a different place I guess when you're going through that um yeah so I definitely feel that too I think a lot of times people feel like they're the only ones in the world that is feeling that or knows how that feels but but you're not yeah I mean I think um 
mental health is a really challenging topic. And along with that, this semester has posed a lot of different challenges for all of us. I mean, personally speaking, I'm a house fellow in a dorm on campus here at UW-Madison. And I think that this semester has posed a lot of challenge just dealing with loneliness because um, I do live alone and I live with a community of residents. Uh, but, you know, when you're having to do things day in and day out in the same room, in the same space, things get a little repetitive. And there definitely is that challenge associated with um, trying to really invite Christ into your life uh, when things seem so bland at times. Uh, and so that's really been the challenge and the, um, I think the, the gift of grace and yeah, all those things that we, yeah. we talk about having in a Christian life, but those are things that I've really had to adopt on my own, which has been a mm -hmm. huge um, point of growth for me this semester. For sure. And I think one way that I can resonate with that is, you know, even recently I've been feeling a lot of things where it's like, I know I have no right to feel this way, but I still feel this way. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that those can go back to a lot of either unhealthy habits or things that I haven't fully processed in the past. Um, so yeah. I don't know if any of you have experiences in those, but how can we take those feelings where we know in our head, you know, I, mm -hmm. I shouldn't be feeling this way or, you know, I'm being I'm not being fair to the people that are around me, mm -hmm. um, but I, I still am. How can we tackle those those things, those beliefs, those lies that the enemy is really throwing at us as well when it comes to, like I said, either those unhealthy habits or just the inability to process a lot of things that have happened in our past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could take this off the bat. I think sure. we all have definitely something to share. But what uh, really speaks to me is when I'm facing those trials and those un uh, in those times of uncertainty, I really just have to come back to the idea of gratitude. Um, there are a lot of things that God has given us, but there are a lot of things that we overlook that God has also given us. And I think when we have the lens of gratitude, we can be we can find peace in Christ. So, I mean, something that really helps me is when I wake up in the morning, first thing I'll do is pray. Um, I say I say something like, "Thank you, God, so much for the gift of this day and the gift that you give me every day." Because mm -hmm. I, I truly do think that life is a gift that we're all given. Uh, and so when you when I start my day like that, there isn't anything that I have to be anxious about because it's all set right before me. And I, I, I truly do view that as a gift. Um, I think a lot of other things that you can do throughout your day, um, especially with the lens of this semester, has just been to worship freely. I think that's been a gift that I've been given when when living alone, because I, uh, I have the time and the space to yeah. really have that moment with God. Um, so those are two things that have really helped me to um, really navigate this, this uh, lonely time, I would yeah. say. Yeah, um, one thing for me that really helps is with loneliness and like when you're just not feeling the Holy Spirit presence is just either going to your discipler or someone in your community that you can just be like blatantly honest with them saying like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. Like, and them either say, the one thing that one of my friends does is say, can I, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? And I think okay. either one, like either one of those questions that can totally change the conversation that you're having with them. And just, again, just like being blatantly honest that, yep, this is what's going on in my life. And that, again, that goes back to the whole grace aspect, too. That And that's, I think the first thing that you just have to do is just be honest. Yeah, I think a lot of that does just start 
with being honest, yeah, about how you're feeling and not trying to cover it up. A lot of times people ask how you're doing. Yeah, and we all just glaze it over, you know, but it really starts with being honest and you can just move forward from there, right? Um, yeah, something that really helped me within the last couple months is something that High Point did, um, which is the church that I go to. Um, but they did something called identifying weakening wounds. Um, and God just placed that in such a perfect time in my life. Um, it was just talking about, um, Pastor Nick had kind of said, you know, what does it look like to figure out? Sometimes we get really defensive about things and we don't know why, or we get super anxious about certain situations. And we can recognize that, but not maybe recognize where it comes from. And when it happens, we're like, oh, next time I'll deal with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I've just done that my whole life. Um, but this session was, we did three separate sessions, but it was really about identifying those wounds, um, which could be for anyone, but it was really good for me as a person with anxiety and who's dealt with depression as sort of what triggers me and yeah, what do I get really anxious about? And Pastor Nick had said, you know, just identify those things, take the time to do that. It takes a lot of time and it can be really painful to dive into that, um, but looking at that and then also sitting down with what you've got and preaching the gospel to each of those. Um, and that was something that was a completely new concept for me. I was like, what? I can do that? Like, and heal from that and grow? It was just really cool. Um, yeah, God brought that in a really cool time. He knew that was something I needed. And that's really helped me personally. I mean, that could have come from anywhere. Um, but it was just a really cool way to kind of dive into what's going on in my mind, what's personal to me you know, my life and yeah, just preaching the gospel to that so that I could be better. And yes, that I don't hurt other people too. Mm -hmm. That was a big part too. So that was really cool. Yeah. I know one way that I, I really um, find a lot of processing in is just straight up journaling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm someone who's very much a verbal processor, word vomit, never really know where I'm going with my sentences as a person. And the discomfort that you can get from writing it all down and then looking back at it and like trying to analyze and process your own thoughts mm-hmm. helps drastically. And that's yeah. something I want to encourage people to do. I know in the new year, that's something that I want to do more regularly. Yeah. And that's a way that I want to pursue, like I said, the ways that I'm feeling um, in terms of really processing those those things that have come up in my life recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing that you said too, was just being vulnerable and open about these things is definitely the yeah. first step. And unfortunately, I think in the Christian community, there's this stigma behind, you know, mental health. And you have to be okay because you have to be this perfect person to other people. And, you know, if if Christians can be depressed, then what's the whole point of Christianity? Like, how does that even make sense? And I think that's a stigma that we really, in this episode Mm -hmm. where we're talking about just the broadness of mental health that we really want to tackle. And we really want to kind of debunk all of uh, what's going on in that sentence that I just said and in those thoughts that I just said. So yeah. I don't know if anyone wants to respond to that and thinking about what are some ways that we can really just kind of uh, fight off those lies of it's not okay to not be okay. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down um, a pretty good go-to verse. <laughs> I think that a lot of people think of when something like this comes up, the stigma of Christians need to have this perfect life. Um, Jeremiah 16, um, Jesus saying, I said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, like you sometimes hear things a million times. And at least for me, sometimes, yeah, it just kind of loses 
it's meaning um, when I really just need to sit down, you know, and kind of think like, that's a lot. And that's amazing. And yeah, God has just been there for me and just brought so much provision when I felt so down. Um, yeah, even when I was depressed and I, when I went through my last bout of depression last winter, I lived alone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was so hard. That was indescribable. I can't even describe how it, how it felt to just be alone. And you're something about being in the same space all the time and never having anywhere else to go kind of makes things feel less purposeful too. Like, I don't really know how to describe that fully as well, but I feel that too. Um, but yeah, going back to kind of just trying to live a perfect life. Um, yeah, I think that verse helps me a lot. Um, kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah. And it's a really good way to try and think of that, to give ourselves kind of like you were saying, Christine, more grace, just giving ourselves more grace in life. Um, God already knew what each of us were going to be like. He already knew our stories, you know, so there's no, there's no having to feel bad about where you're at, you know, because God will meet you there. Yeah, I think um, we talked about grace and I think really coming back to what the gospel has to say to us is a great reminder that God gave his one and only son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I think that's, that is a gift and something that I continually need to remind myself of. And also just knowing that God wants to know each of us intimately. Emily, Mm -hmm. you talked about how he already knew that we would face some of the struggles we're facing now. Mm -hmm. So to say that God would be displeased or disheartened to see us in this way is is not surprising to him Mm -hmm. because he knows that he wants to love us or we know that we want. (laughs) 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 He he loves us so intimately. um, And so he would never be surprised by that. Yeah. and I think I go back to First Peter to just casting your anxieties on him whenever mm-hmm. you, whenever you're in that time. Um, yeah, you hear these things in and out, but you know sometimes they hit a little harder than others. And I think that's that's really the the gift that the Bible is always there for us. God's always there for us. Mm-hmm. He'll meet us where we're at, and mm-hmm. we don't need to feel disheartened or or wrong about our condition. Yeah, um, so kind of like I said in the ministry at home episode, um, I <laughs> I actually moved home after my freshman year of college. Um, it actually was for some mental health reasons too, just Edgewood was just not the right fit for me. And um, in that, like I don't have a Christian community at home and I, I'm i also an only child. So I don't really have anyone to turn to. My mom is a lukewarm believer and my dad just, uh, he doesn't have a relationship with Christ so even in like those times where I'm like shoot like if I don't have community like and I'm not feeling that I just just like go on a drive and just blare worship music just to surround mm-hmm. myself with the Holy Spirit and one of the verses that's helped me in these times is Romans eight eighteen, that says I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be that will be revealed in us just because like God has literally known us since before he even made us in the womb Mm -hmm. like none of this stuff like it's been said before none of this stuff surprises him yeah but even the stuff that we go through it still breaks his heart Mm -hmm. and i I think i've said this before but y'all romans 8 yeah (laughs) like that should just be the whole episode is just us reading romans 8 and then go and figure it out because 
it's it's just one of the chapters and of the Bible that I just really go back to too. Mm-hmm. I would just plug so the good. whole chapter. It's so good. so good. If you're feeling any lies or, or distruths in your life, that's really just one that you can just immerse yourself in. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just one chapter of the Bible, every time I read it, I'm, I pick out a new thing. Yep. Which is yep. really cool. And that's the case for the entire Bible as well. So finding truths, you know, like you were saying in Jeremiah or First Peter or Romans or anywhere, there's truths throughout the entire Bible mm-hmm. about, you know, mental health and, um, and the loneliness that, you know, God does tell us we are going to encounter. Um, mm-hmm. But like you were saying, Emily, he's not... He's not surprised. He's not surprised that we are going through this and he wants to be alongside of us through that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also important to maybe note the difference between when we talk about isolation versus loneliness. Mm-hmm. Because I think isolation deals with the circumstance that you're in. Like, yes, you may not be around anyone because of this pandemic, but you may not have to be lonely as a result of yeah. that because mm-hmm. you have Christ and his spirit mm-hmm. residing in you. Amen. Yeah, so, that's good. So, yeah, maybe that's something that we could start with first is kind of just laying out Mm -hmm. some of these definitions so we have a foundation. Yeah, I think uh, for me, kind of talking about uh, living alone, things like that, that we've experienced. um, Yeah, that was situational and it was I was physically isolated from other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I didn't have to be lonely and I wasn't for many months. You know, I lived by myself and found a lot of freedom in that and it was fun um it's not that I was lonely the whole time or anything um then I experienced this depression come last winter and and that was loneliness that was even though I still had everything was the same I still many friends were just a text or phone call away Mm -hmm. um my mom who I'm really close with just a phone call away same thing but you feel different Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was just depression for me that was which we can talk about (laughs) more in depth a little later too but that was just it changes things um i'm not an expert on the subject of how that works in your mind by any means um but i just know how it feels you know and how it just feels different it makes situations different it kind of distorts the truth um yeah that's that's kind of how i felt changing versus those two i should say yeah, and with loneliness, too, like, in those times, that's when the enemy comes in as strong. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not feeling God, you're not feeling the spirit, mm-hmm. enemy just comes in full force. And then even though, too, like, we're alone, but, like, even those people that could be a phone call away, yeah. we seriously feel like we're alone. And, like, the enemies... They seem further. Right, right. And the enemy can just come in and just be like, okay, just feed off all the lies, like you're worthless, like anything like that, any yep. lies like you could think of. And that's really, that makes you feel even crummier too. <laughs> yeah. Your depression's just like, okay, like if the enemy's feeling these lies and I'm not feeling the spirit, like you, for me at least, like I kind of started to believe like those lies too mm-hmm. from the enemy, but like, even though like, I know like they're not true, like you just feel more isolated and you feel more lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also just being in the pandemic adds that one extra barrier in it too. Yeah, because totally. it's, you know, it's a lot harder to just go and drive somewhere and meet up with someone or mm-hmm. go out and get coffee and meet up with someone. You know, you, you do want to look out for the interests of, you know, people around you, whatever way that that looks for you. So, but that also just adds that barrier to it. And I know that's something that I really struggled with, especially over mm-hmm. the summer. You know, I was in Madison and, and Madison, 
as, for anyone who knows me, knows that has always been kind of my home away from home. It's always mm -hmm. been just my place that I felt super comfortable in, like got here first day on campus and it just clicked and it just made sense. And this summer was the first time that I was really in Madison and I was just kind of like, I'm lonely. Yeah. And I don't really know what to do about that because I've mm -hmm. never experienced that here. You know, I've experienced loneliness back home. I've experienced loneliness almost any other place that I've gone, but here I am in a place that I truly feel comfortable in and I'm feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I really had to tackle and figure out, first of all, why? And, and obviously the pandemic played a little bit into that, but there was also some underlying truths in there. So I would encourage you just like, sometimes it's very easy to blame the pandemic that we're in right now mm -hmm. for this loneliness and not take it even deeper. But I mean, there were times where I was feeling loneliness before COVID started. Mm -hmm. um, so I would also encourage people to just take that extra step, go that extra distance, um, and especially right now when we're in the middle of a pretty extended break, take the time that you have not doing schoolwork to really tackle these things and maybe look at what are the true underlying things that are making you feel this way yeah. and, and how can I surrender those things to the Lord? Yeah, Vic, you, you really touched on a great point there about awareness and I think Christine also mentioned it too. It's just that when, when we feel these emotions that come on pretty quickly, I think the best thing that we can do is recognize and be aware of them. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, you, you, I think there's really a calling that we have to just exert ourselves in some form. Like, because I think it's so easy to just curl, want to curl up in a ball and say, mm -hmm. no, not today, mm -hmm. yep. not yep. today, God. But he doesn't call us to do that. Like he, he, he really calls us to be strong in our times mm -hmm. of trial and really trust in him. So what has really helped me is just to exert myself in some form, whether that's reaching out to those people, because I think we need, we need them to love on us when we are down. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the whole, I think that's really what we're called to do as a community of Christ is to build up one another and support them um, in their times of need. Yeah. <laughs> and then also I think it's important to really think about joy versus happiness mm -hmm. yeah. um, happiness comes from the circumstance that you're in and joy comes from the spirit of the lord mm -hmm. and in a time where we aren't really able to gather where we're not able to enjoy some of the material things that we're so used to having happiness kind of gets stripped from us but that doesn't mean that joy has to be stripped from us at all mm -hmm. i think we can have even more abundant joy when we don't have happiness yeah, so I think we've really touched on some really amazing ways that we can kind of fight these battles uh, with God alongside of us. Um, and we've talked a lot of them in very, you know, intimate ways with God. But I, I think it's also important to look at various ways that maybe we wouldn't think of um, in ways to fight our battles. Also with God alongside of us, um, but maybe more on an, you know, extroverted level, whether it be reaching out to community or... Um, maybe seeing someone that is professional you know mm -hmm. that knows a little bit more what's going on up there and, and how <laughs> they can do that and, and i know personally um i think someone who is older and wiser and still a believer is really great to do that with yeah. uh, but also just finding your own person who uh, not only knows you and knows how important the lord is but also is a little bit more versed in the terms of mental health can be really important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as like fighting battles goes um, and like different ways to kind of do that. Um, 
lots of thoughts on that. That could be like <laughs> like a whole other thing. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, what I really struggle with is just acknowledging. Like acknowledgement is like a big part of it. Um, but for me, like I still struggle with just knowing that I have anxiety and that I face depression and that that could come back up. Um, and I felt like, if I'm being honest, I've been really angry at God at many moments mm-hmm. for having that and also for not having certain other people understand, you know, like it can be really, really hard. Um, especially if you feel like you're going through it alone. Mm-hmm. If you feel like there's no one that understands you. And even if there's people that try and sympathize, maybe they can't always empathize. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to someone for the first time about, um, anxiety and depression someone who'd actually gone through it um I was really talking through it with my mentor (laughs) and it was just like it was its own therapy Mm -hmm. um even though she wasn't a counselor you know she didn't have professional training but it just meant such a world of difference to be able to talk to someone who actually knew what things were and I would say something and I'd be like I don't even know if that makes sense she's like it makes complete sense yeah Like, I completely understand what that is. And I'm like, this is so crazy. (laughs) You know, so I think that's super important to, like, find a community that understands. If you can, I realize that, I mean, I went through many seasons where that was just not the case. And I just couldn't find that. So don't feel bad if you can't find that in this season. Um, Yeah, I think, for me, just acknowledging that it's something that I have. (laughs) And I just need to acknowledge that. And, um, yeah, understand that God's not surprised by that either. Um, That this is something that... I might struggle with my whole life. Like I've come to that recently to kind of acknowledge that and be okay with that and stop trying to fight God on it. Um, Yeah, trying to find someone who can at least listen to you, kind of like you said, a friend that can listen or even just give advice, whether you, maybe you don't want advice, maybe you do in certain situations, but that's super important. If you can't find that community, find someone professional. You know, um, for me, a big, big thing was like perspective. Because um, I'm a really emotional person. (laughs) So a lot of times I'll make decisions based on emotions rather than, Christine knows, we're type fours. (laughs) We get that. Um, Very emotional. Um, But I think a lot of times I separate feelings from facts. When I just need perspective and I need someone to be like, okay, but what's actually happening here? And they don't need to be condescending or anything like that, you know, but just giving perspective. You know, I felt like in college I didn't have people to talk to. So I went to a therapist at school. And I did not want to do that. I did not want to be one of those people that went, like, which is totally on me, too. It doesn't which matter. Is, which is the stigma that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, it doesn't even matter. Like, I shouldn't even worry about that. But, like, I know it's there. So that was a whole thing, too. Eventually, I went, and he was, like, obviously didn't even knew the guy. Didn't even know the guy sitting across from me. But it was so helpful because mm-hmm. he was giving me perspective. And he wasn't condescending. And I know some people have bad experiences with that. Um, mine, fortunately, was good. Um, that he was able to give some perspective, um, which is really helpful for me, like I said, being emotional. So I found out for me that that works well. Um, I do take medication too. Um, and I think that's also really important to talk about. Um, I found out more people close to me take the exact same medication I do, um, which is not that I would ever wish that upon someone else to take that. Of course not. But it's comforting mm-hmm. to know that you're not the only person. Yeah. And someone... One of my good friends just revealed that to me, too. And it was just, like... And we, like, bonded over that, you know? Yeah. And we were just, like, that's so cool. Like, yeah. like yeah, like, it's not fun. But that's so cool yeah. that we get to struggle together. And, you know, it was just a really cool moment. And there is no, like... 
when I was off medication, I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. And I went on it, and it made a world of a difference. So if you haven't looked into that, and you maybe you feel stigmas about it, maybe that's why you haven't done it. Maybe yeah. you're worried about what other people think. But wow, if you feel like you need that help, like go and see someone. There is nothing wrong with taking medication for something like that, um, if it can help you. So. And there's there's the end. <laughs> those things to God and asking for prayer. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it, especially if you're feeling either the stigma or a yep. little bit of conviction in those things, mm-hmm. take that to God and build that up in prayer. You know, yeah. those are going to be things that He mm-hmm. wants to help you with. Oh my so gosh, yeah. Just, just taking that, and, and I really just want to highlight something too that you said that it, it sometimes is not super easy to find this community. You know, yeah, we'll sit here and say, "Go find community, go find community." <laughs> yeah. and you're just it's kind not of like, that I easy. Tried. Always, yeah. it's not that easy. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to say, if you are feeling that way. All of us here, I, I would love to. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Any one of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that there are communities out there too. You know, any yep. any Christian that you're going to ask is going to want to talk to you about this or is going to yep. want to give you a number of someone that will talk to you about yep. that. Mm-hmm. So reaching out to people is super scary. It's awkward and sometimes it just sucks. <laughs> embrace it. But exactly, <laughs> embrace that. And I truly think that's the first step to vulnerability as well when it comes to acknowledging like you were saying especially early on Mm -hmm. i think my some of my best relationships have actually come from a place of vulnerability Mm -hmm. i think when you can meet someone and just be your full self totally yeah Yeah. that's when god enters the relationship and Mm -hmm. binds you two together um so please yeah reach out if you need anything Mm -hmm. we're we're more than happy to assist you in any way possible Yeah, so I think another thing that we really want to touch on here, too, that we haven't, you know, we've mentioned, but we haven't really defined or brought up, especially, is just the ideas of anxiety as well. You know, we've touched on uh, loneliness, we've touched on depression, but I think anxiety is definitely a big thing that people are, are dealing with right now, and um, maybe it's a new thing that they're dealing with, um, with everything going on. So I think Nick said it well when he said we want to define and really preface a lot of these things and start from the beginning. Um, so I guess I'll just open up this conversation that we can have about anxiety and um, maybe emotions, especially, and what those can mean in conjunction with the word. And um, I guess I'll just open it up to people and, and see uh, what this conversation brings. Yeah, um, I think, once again, I've got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> um, but I think kind of something, too, when I was kind of going through, you know, and trying to realize for myself, like we've said a million times, acknowledgement is a really big, um, really big part of this. Um, kind of when I was looking at this, um, is kind of like overthinking versus anxiety, right? Um, so anxiety is kind of hard to define because everyone has experienced, everyone in the entire world has experienced some sort of anxiety, whether they're anxious for a test or anxious for talking in front of people, you know, those are just Mm -hmm. pretty general examples. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think when you have anxiety, quote unquote, it's something that's kind of like always circling in me I guess Mm -hmm. it's kind of something that's always there it's just fluctuates and kind of goes up and down um and I think it's really really important too to touch on that anxiety or depression are not always visible in fact Mm -hmm. matter of fact most of the time they're not um so I kind of wrote down some symptoms that I have just to help people to maybe like recognize those things um symptoms that I face um through my anxiety is um, I have trouble sleeping at night, um, like falling 
falling asleep like that part because I'm up and I'm just thinking about things and like I can't turn it off I'm just like I shouldn't even say I'm always worrying <laughs> you too yeah I'm, point- I'm pointing at myself over here too. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um yeah like I'm not always worrying necessarily but just overthinking situations that are maybe happening the next day and I think I'm just trying to figure them out as much as I can so I can be as prepared as I can I don't know why I'm just fearing the unknown fearing just yeah not knowing what's going on I guess um I also do I don't know if anyone else with anxiety has this but I pull at my hair all the time you got that too okay (laughs) I pick at my fingers I was gonna say I know a lot of people that pick at their nails and things like that um yeah I like when I'm like really focusing and really like anxious like I'll just pull on my hair my mom's like stop that (laughs) like I don't even realize I'm doing it you know and like I'll I'll pull my hair out um yeah, I'm always, I always feel tired, um, really easily irritated <laughs> is a symptom of the medication that I'm on too. Um, also a huge thing for me is stomach issues as well. Um, you know, our gut is related a lot to what's going on in our minds. I never really knew that for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had stomach issues my whole life. I think part of it is genetic, but also um, I have come to find when there's something big going on in my life that I need to like process through and I should journal through and I don't know how to fix. Like I will get stomach issues for like up to a week. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just have stomach aches every day, yeah. you know, and they're, yeah, they're not cause of anything I ate, you know, it's just cause of whatever's going on in my mind. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, for me with my depression, um, it's a lot of like when I can feel starting getting bad again a lot of I don't want to get up in the morning Mm -hmm. just not having the energy just it's just not there like I just can't find the energy the motivation or anything or otherwise um easily irritated Mm -hmm. is a really good one just like I'll snap at anyone Mm -hmm. um I'm trying to think like yeah um not responding to people not reaching out yeah that one's a really big one for me just because like I will like again like we said earlier with like the loneliness Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy's just coming in, yeah. just being full force and just, I always like don't want to reach out because again, like it's just seems uh, hard to go about daily life mm-hmm. because I don't have that energy, which is one of the really blessings about my medication. So it does give me that energy to sustain me through the day. But there's like some days where I'm just like, like I can't do it. Like yeah. it's, just, it's really hard. So even doing like the simplest tasks, like my laundry, cleaning yeah. my room that a lot of that can seem overwhelming in the time which like for a normal person who like not, quotes around normal <laughs> for people who like don't suffer for, through that like that's just easy that's just an everyday task for them but like for people who struggle with mental health like that's it's a hard task mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. yeah I think kind of going along with that um like yeah, overthinking versus anxiety is, like, sadness to, like, depression, if we can loosely <laughs> kind of um, compare those. Um, yeah, for me, um, when I was going through depression, it was, like, I never did anything because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I only did things because I needed to do them. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, yeah, I never – I would just <laughs> sit on my floor, and for me, it's just – I felt like crying all the time. Like, I couldn't help it. Like, that was one of my symptoms is, like – every little thing and like that's exhausting yeah like on your body you know and it's like people I think don't realize how taxing that is on your body to just kind of be going through that all the time um 
yeah, so when when I was depressed, yeah, I never I never wanted to do anything. I didn't have energy and I didn't have desire mm-hmm. to do things. Um, and like I didn't even want to watch Disney movies. <laughs> I was watching them, but it's not that I wanted to. I felt I needed to because if I didn't distract yeah. my mind, then I would just sit there and I would just dive into all these negative things in the devil. Yeah, I would just dive right in. Yeah, it was just kind of oh. I wrote down a quote too because I love me some good quotes. These are actually lyrics, um, about a song about anxiety that I think are super super helpful. Um, so it's from a Chelsea Cutler song, and it says, "The colors you see have become lost on me," um, and I think that exactly described to me what depression felt like. Because mm-hmm. it was like you're seeing it. Someone mentioned it earlier, a different lens, mm-hmm. um, and it was like, yeah, I just it's like I didn't see color, <laughs> and that might sound kind of dramatic but like yeah they're it was just lacking in the things that brought vibrancy to life and i think um one thing we can talk about too um going back with like the christian community aspect is putting on a mask Mm -hmm. like we'll act like everything's okay but like on the inside like we could be struggling because i think a lot of people know me as the bubbly happy like go lucky person but like a lot of times too it's like I am, like, struggling with, like, depression, like, on the mm-hmm. daily. So, again, that goes with, like, being honest, like, with those people, too. Yeah. And, it's, like, taking off your mask and being, like, hi, guys, like, this is me. I am struggling with this. And I think the next important thing in moving into what we usually do here on Working at the Wheels, our reference minute, is to think about those kind of things in a way of there are other resources out there, people, but also really great, knowledgeable um, things that we can be putting in front of our eyes or in our ears. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that I kind of want to open up, you know, whether it be song lyrics that, that you're referencing, mm-hmm. <laughs> quotes or, or anything, um, or just like you were saying, Christine, community and a group of people. Those are all great references. Um, but I think the main topic that we were really talking about, too, in this episode is just debunking that stigma around all of this as well. Um, so I'll open it up and, and let everybody share what kind of references they might have, whether it be mental health oriented, uh, attacking the stigma that is a lot of times pushed on the Christian community, or just godly references in general that you might have, you know, like like I always say, podcasts, books, preachers, mm-hmm. churches, anything where you have really found some truth in, um, in this topic as well. Yeah, I guess I can start. So a few things that I might recommend. I think first, um, there are a lot of different resources here within Badger Crew, so maybe that that's a great place to start and explore. Um, we do have our Badger Crew app, which has a lot of different information. Um, but some things I'd like to highlight would be uh, our worship playlist. I think that's been a really yeah. great stronghold for mm-hmm. me this year. Uh, whenever I have those anxious thoughts, that really helps to channel me into what God has for me and his truth that he provides me. Secondly, um, if you're a freshman or you're a student on campus here, we'd love to have you join our weekly meetings. Um, We can connect you with a small group um, in any way possible. And then um, I think there are a few different other podcasts that I do listen to. One of them is Well That's Good by Sadie Rob. Everyone's heard of that. (laughs) And the other one I would uh, recommend is called The Same Team Podcast. So you can find both of those on your podcast apps. Um, And then thirdly, I think a big a big thing that really helps me get through some difficult times is just um, changing this, the, the environment that you're in. So whether mm-hmm. that's yeah. finding a new place to go study, 
um, going to get some exercise, going to get fresh air outside. Those are great things that you can do to remove some of the heaviness that might be clouding your mind. Yeah, it's really good. Definitely really big emphasis on the changing your environment. I don't know why, but yeah, that's had such such an impact on me too. I would like go to the library and I'm not a student anymore, guys. I would go to the real <laughs> library, like in town, like in Verona, go there and just hang out just to get out of my studio apartment. Um, yeah, I guess resources. Um, I really like to do a lot of reading. Um, so I've been reading, it's called Nothing to Prove, um, which is really good, especially for, I think my perspective on it is because I have anxiety. I feel like I need to work harder for the Lord to like compensate for that. Yeah. Um, so this book is just really good at kind of pointing out, yeah, we don't need to prove ourselves to the Lord. You know, he loves us just how we are. Um, so I think that's been a really good book for me. Um, yeah, I really like, personally, I really like the song lyrics. <laughs> kind of how I mentioned, I get a lot of um, emotions out through listening to songs, especially in the car. Yeah, I love a good worship session in the car. Like, that is so good. That is really helpful. Really enjoy those. Um, I have, like, different worship playlists aimed at, like, different emotions that I'm feeling. Um, so that's been really, really helpful for me, too. Um, otherwise, just good old journaling, like yeah. Vicky was talking about. Um, I know it's not maybe technically, like, a resource, but a really good process, mm -hmm. I think, to go through. Um, and you can always look up to, like different specific ways to like process through things you know like a lot of people will have like lists of questions that are really good at like getting at um whatever you're trying to get at you know there's lots of things out there like that um that i think it proved really helpful for me um yeah one of the books that i've read within the last year is called get out of your head by jenny allen that's good and uh, just kind of in that book she just kind of talks about just literally just getting out of your head and just casting those anxieties and those fears on god and just having more of like a god like mindset and just mm -hmm. to continue furthering this the kingdom with your stories too yeah. and then another really good resource that i found just helping debunk the stigmas around mental health is an instagram account called <laughs> at real depression it's the instagram account is at real depression project and it just it's just so good about just yeah. different types of mental health depression anxiety ptsd just anything it just does such a good job at just debunking that stigma awesome guys i think those are great resources and for anyone out there looking for more on this topic not only check out those resources but once again keep tuning in to us um, i know it is on our content team's mind to really do some more episodes and even a whole series um, looking at mental health specifically and like emily said this there's a lot that we could say about this and i know this is even going to be a longer episode Anyway, um, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. Thank all of you for being here and just providing some awesome wisdom. But we're going to call it for the day for this episode on Working at the Wheel. But uh, stick with us, and we will continue to provide some new resources and some new, um, hopefully, wisdom into your lives, whether it be in mental health or other areas for your walk in Christ. But Otherwise, thanks for listening today, guys. We really appreciate you, and we're praying for you. Um, but otherwise, have a great week. See you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. 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 <laughs>